Yay! The kids are finally asleep. So, do you feel like? I've got a feeling a boss fight's coming up. Ooh! I just got wrecked. Headshot, baby. Ooh! It's your turn to get the baby. So, are you up to the challenge? Run, 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 run! And we're dead. That's when I realized I have no idea what I'm doing. GG. Welcome to the KJ After Dark Gamer Parents Podcast, where the kids are asleep and the parents can game. If you're new here, my name is Kevin, and with me is my co-host and wife, Joanne. Joanne, you want to say hi? Hi, everyone. Now, hopefully the kids stay asleep this time. We actually have kind of a crazy story from last night. We were in the middle of a gaming session when we heard a really loud crash. Uh-huh. And immediately I thought it was our three-year-old who was up to no good because we just moved him into a toddler bed so he has complete freedom to get out of bed whenever he wants. He's been really good about staying in bed, though. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah, he has. But I, I thought may maybe we were going to catch him knocking something over. But anyways, I burst out of our game room. And as soon as I did, I realized it could have been an intruder. And luckily, we had some lights on or I kind of would have been freaked out. Um, yeah, so we checked things out. And I found our light fixture that is normally hanging over our kitchen table just sitting right there in the middle of the table so the whole fixture actually fell from the ceiling like yeah. omg <laughs> yeah i've never really liked that light fixture anyways yeah you're always complaining about how bright it was well yeah it's like right in your face blinding you if you're sitting at that no. table so honestly <laughs> i'm surprised you haven't thought this was my doing yet Sus. <laughs> anyway, there was huge news this week in the industry as Microsoft announced that they are acquiring Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion. So Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Overwatch, Hearthstone, Candy Crush. So uh, didn't Microsoft acquire um, like another company last year? R remind me if I'm wrong. Yeah, uh, last year they acquired uh, Zenimax, which is parent company of Bethesda, for only $7.5 billion, oh, wow. which is a huge difference compared to the almost $70 billion that it took to acquire Activision Blizzard. So just a little bit of a comparison there. And if anyone doesn't know Bethesda uh, or Zenimax, they're over games like Fallout, Doom, Quake. Oh, they are definitely on a roll, Microsoft, that is. Yeah, now there's a lot of talk going around as far as what's going to happen with Activision's games, especially with Microsoft acquiring the company and if they'll continue to put games on their competitor's console, that being Sony's PlayStation. Now, I don't think they can make any changes to games that are already released, but if you look at how Microsoft is handling the Bethesda acquisition and those games, it may hint us to show how they may handle Activision. They've already announced that Bethesda's Starfield, which is a space-themed role-playing game scheduled to be released this November 2022, is not going to be coming to the PS5, only Xbox and PC. Now, most Bethesda games in the past have always been available on PlayStation consoles. And then again, Quake Remastered, which was released back in August, was made available on the PS4 and PS5. Starfield does seem to be like the larger release of those two, so it's still difficult to tell what Microsoft will do with future games, just because one game they're going to 
they are did release on PS5 and 4, and then the other they will not. So hard to tell. Yeah, and also I I read that Microsoft plans to add Activision Blizzard games to the Game Pass as part of the deal. And, you know, just thinking out loud, I wonder if we won't need to subscribe to the World of Warcraft anymore because we do have that Game Pass. But I doubt it because, I don't know, I think Blizzard made a lot of profit out of the subscriptions. So I'm probably assuming either the Game Pass pricing will increase or they will just continue to retain the WoW subscription. I guess only time will tell. Yeah, Microsoft did the same thing with Bethesda. They added all their games to the Game Pass as well. So like uh, Fallout and Doom, those games are on Game Pass already. Uh, it sounded, yeah, like you said, it sounded like they were planning on doing some of the same stuff with the Activision Blizzard games. Although I don't know what they what they would do around the World of Warcraft subscription fee. I want to say that's like fifteen dollars a month, which is like more than the co entire cost of Game Pass per month. So I mean, if they just literally moved it over and covered your subscription within the Game Pass, it wouldn't make a lot of sense to just buy Game Pass. Um, so I don't know if they're gonna do that. Uh, I mean, the the World of Warcraft games themselves you still have to pay for, so maybe like those will be included in Game Pass, but you still have to buy the subscription. That's probably how I see that happening the most. Um, but then they'll probably also have games like Overwatch, uh, Call of Duty titles will probably be in Game Pass. So I think Call of Duty making its way into Game Pass would be a huge plus. A lot of people will probably just pick that up instead of buying a new Call of Duty game every year. It almost covers the price of the Game Pass right there. So I think that could be a huge win for Microsoft. Yeah, I bet. I mean, that'll also attract a lot of other people who are already currently on the Game Pass and have not tried all these games yet to try them out, don't you think? Yeah, I think that's, yeah, it's fun. It's definitely interesting. And, um, you know, Game Pass is what we picked up here recently just so we could try a variety of more games together, which we'll get into. But also what's really interesting here, um, I know I mentioned Call of Duty, and then looking at the top-selling PlayStation games of 2021, number one was Call of Duty Vanguard, and number three was Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Wow. So both of those are Activision games. Are you know, and will soon be owned by Microsoft, so it's not strange to see Call of Duty games topping the charts for PlayStation. Definitely, kind of makes us wonder if Microsoft is going to pull the plug on PlayStation or if they're are going to keep releasing games onto the competition's platform. Um, PS sales still represent a large portion of Activision sales for games like Call of Duty, and you know, with Microsoft's annual profits being around 120 billion, almost enough to make two Activision-sized ac acquisitions a year, compared to Sony's 37 billion dollar profits, still a lot. But that just means Microsoft can take a beating for a lot longer than Sony could. And if Microsoft ripped away the number one and number three top-selling games from underneath their feet, that could probably be a pretty staggering blow. I don't think they would do that with the current Call of Duty titles, but I mean, Call of Duty releases a, a new game every year, so it'll probably be something in the top five all, almost all the time. So I think it would be interesting if someone like Apple, though, came out with a game console with $152 billion in profits. I think they could really contend with Microsoft as far as just how much money they have behind them. 
Um, definitely seems like Microsoft's making a lot more steps in the right direction than Sony to kind of take this, take the industry over. But um, yeah, definitely interesting. Join, join the Discord and let us know what you guys think about the whole situation. Personally, I don't think it's a positive change for the industry. Generally, more competition is better for us, the gamers. Especially as more of a Sony fan, I really think this gives Microsoft an edge. I know I'm not the only Sony fan since they have sold nearly twice as many units this generation as Xbox. But if our favorite developers like Activision keep getting bought out by Microsoft and become Xbox exclusives, how many of us are going to be brought over to Team Microsoft? I'm already seriously considering getting a Series X, and I haven't owned an Xbox since the original Xbox, so that's saying a lot. Anyways, that's just my thoughts on it. Be sure to share yours with us. So in our previous episode, we have mentioned that we will be streaming on Tuesdays and then we're going to provide a feedback on a game that we were playing. So for this week, we played Overcooked 2 and we actually stream it on YouTube. Go check it out. Subscribe, like, um, leave some comments if you can. However, there were some technical difficulties and sadly my voice couldn't be heard over the mic. Yeah, okay, that was that was my fault. I'm uh, responsible for setting up the stream, and we're new at it, so bear with us. Have a little patience. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't hear Joanne at all, and trust me, she's a lot more entertaining to listen to than me. So you guys definitely missed out there, um, but we'll make sure we get it right the next time. Um, that being said, the week this episode comes out, we will not be streaming just because I'll be traveling for work. Um, on, on Tuesday, so I won't, we won't be able to get a stream in this week, but we'll definitely get back at it next week. That being said, we did get to play Overcooked 2 for a good while. Um, got to try the arcade mode versus the story mode, um, all the different avenues that you can play the game, probably advanced mostly in the story, mm -hmm. and definitely have a lot to say about it. Yes, um, definitely. So, yeah, we'll kind of jump in on, on our thoughts about the game uh, as far as what we liked about it, what we don't like about it, uh, anything we found interesting about the game. Um, Joanne, do you uh, have, have anything on your list as far as what you liked about the game? Well, before I share what I like and dislike about the game, I think it's only fair that we share um, the brief summary on how the game works so that our listeners who have never played it before can kind of get a picture of the game we're talking about, Kevin. Yeah, sure. I can kind of run through um, how the game works for anyone who hasn't played it before. It's not a huge title. It is on Game Pass, which is kind of the, one of the reasons that we're playing it too, and I hadn't heard a whole lot about it. I knew it had something to do with cooking, being called Overcooked, and had heard that it is an interesting game to play with your couple just because of the communication required in the game. And people can say, like, um, beware of playing it with your, your spouse or your significant other um, for that reason. Um, and so basically in the game, you each control a character and you're in a kitchen and orders come up with different meals that you need to make and each meal has like a set of ingredients and you need to prepare those ingredients like a certain way and then you need to combine them all together to make the meal um, you need to worry about uh, plates because you have to serve the meal on a plate obviously you know when those plates are used they can become dirty you have to wash the plates and then just for the ingredients to make the meals like for example if you get a tomato you have to cut up the tomato 
first um you know and then you have to cook it and then you can combine it with other other ingredients um so like there's different stages to like with each ingredient that you have to go through to get it prepped to like become part of the final meal and so you know while while one of us is cooking noodles you know the other one's chopping up tomato to make like a spaghetti or something right so we're kind of working together to each make certain ingredients for like the final meal because like a lot of times on the levels you'll be like divided from each other so i'm forced to do one part she's forced to do another part and then you know if if she's behind i can't really help her or if i'm behind she can't really help me or i need her to pass me noodles um you know so you're reliant on each other to take certain actions or else you can't really progress or do your part so you like really have to be able to communicate like with them on like what you need um you know based on what you're doing on your side uh you know while they're trying to handle their own thing and there's just there's so much going on it's definitely a game that you need to be able to multitask at because you need to be looking at what orders are coming up and you might have like five six orders up at the same time and you have to kind of know what those are and what you're needing to prepare you know if you're behind on potatoes or chicken or whatever kind of vegetables or buns if you're making hamburgers or tortillas if you're making burritos you need to know like where things are and, and what you need to be getting and um you know obviously where plates are at and all that kind of thing and when you're cooking stuff you're putting it in an oven or a pan or a pot or that kind of thing and if you leave it there for too long you know you'll get like this warning beeping and all that stuff and if you don't get it fast enough it'll start catch on fire and then that fire will spread yep. throughout the kitchen and <laughs> luckily these kitchens are up to code because they actually have a fire extinguisher in them which you have to use to put out the fires so if you get to that point you're probably not going to do very good just because that's going to take up so much of your time putting out the fires and not only that but the food that you were cooking is completely burned so you just wasted all the time that you put into making that and then you have to go toss it out and basically start over yep. on that meal so it makes it difficult in that way yeah if you, you definitely don't want to let any, anything catch on fire that's probably the worst thing you can do mm -hmm. but um you know as you turn in orders you get i think money or points or something like that oh anyways it goes money. into your total score you that get you tips. get yeah so that's how you you get a high score and all that by turning in as many meals as you can so that's kind of the goal especially when you get down to like the last 30 seconds or so you're really looking for like what's the last meal or two you can complete uh, and get the order out so anyways that's kind of the gist of the game like each level the kitchen layout is very different and like things will like be constantly moving around mm -hmm. or you'll be completely divided or there'll be like these conveyor, conveyor belts and all that going through the level there's just um, so much going on yeah there's like there's a lot going on on some of these i initially. mean you could cook on a hot air balloon like what really a kitchen on a hot air balloon <laughs> Yeah, there's some where like these they're on mine carts and they're like constantly moving around the level, so like you don't know where you need to go to get what you need. Ooh, ooh, or the two of us on a raft, like two rafts, and then we're like throwing ingredients at each other and and stuff, and just it was crazy. And how many times did I die on that? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's another thing. Like uh, you can throw the ingredients too, so there's some levels where like you the only way you can get it to each other like the raft one joanne was just talking about you have to throw the ingredients back and forth to each other just to make it even more difficult for us but 
Yeah, it's definitely it's a it's a fun uh, game, and it's tough and and a little bit stressful and and a frustrating little. when. Uh, when you can't get that last final order done or when something's catching on fire or yeah you know just there's so many things that can go wrong and it's almost like okay let's retry it we didn't do it perfectly but i don't think we've ever had like a perfect run on any of this like we always are messing up we're we're making too many of one ingredient and not not making the right ones or we accidentally drop stuff into the water or or you know catch something on fire or that kind of thing so that's me (laughs) <laughs> something goes wrong every time it's tough it's tough to to keep ahead of everything on this game so yeah but anyways that's kind of like the gist of the game oh yeah um, and if it's your first time playing it be sure to check the controls like all the keys that you need to do yeah the controls are kind of weird by default yeah the the, the button you use to cut vegetables is the same button you use to throw them like if you're, I think if you're pressing one of the arrow keys, it's you're gonna throw it versus cutting it. So just be careful of that. You might throw the food versus cutting it. So those are very two different things. You don't want to be doing both of them. Yeah, and also if it's your first time, I suggest going through the tutorial, which is in the story, um, versus going straight into arcade, which we did. We did. We tried arcade first, and then we tried player versus player, and then. We decided let's just try story and it was much easier because it's you know it teaches you the basics like from cutting to cooking and stuff like that <laughs> yeah if you go straight into the arcade or verses or anything like that without doing the story you are not going to do very well um <laughs> that's what we did we did the arcade first just figuring we would figure it out and i think it probably took like four or five games or so before we like remotely started to know what the heck we were doing <laughs> i think like the first yeah i don't the first level i don't think we even completed any orders because we were trying to figure out like how you pick stuff up and cut stuff and and but that was you i knew my controls <laughs> yeah i mean the uh the arcade starts off fairly difficult so like but if you do the story mode and the tutorial i mean you don't i think you have to do the tutorial i, I don't think it even lets you skip that but anyways the story starts off really easy and like eases you into the whole thing so if you do try the game and are new at it, probably best to start with the story, which I think you can do by yourself. Uh, we did it as a pair, so the story is cooperative as well. I'm pretty sure you could probably still do it as a solo. Yeah. We we had no intention of of doing anything like that. We were um, wanted to do this cooperatively, but I'm pretty sure if you do it solo, you have still have two chefs, but yes. you have to switch between the two. Yeah. Which to me sounds even harder because you can only move one at a time. So that's even worse than having to having to communicate with your spouse. This is much more preferred. Yeah, I think it's definitely a co a cooperative game versus like a solo game because I I tried doing it solo and I was like because I was thinking maybe if I did it solo I could do it better. <laughs> All the wives out there, you know how I feel. Um, anyways, it did not work out that way. Um, and this is where the husbands come in and say, see, I told you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now that we've actually told them how the game works yeah. and what it's like, why don't we go ahead and say what we like and don't like about the game? So, sure. um, Joanne, did you want to go first on that? Sure. So what I like about the game is, well, 
Number one is the music. Uh, how like when we enter the home screen of the game, the music's like so relaxing. Like guess if the game was gonna be so easy peasy, but it's nothing like that. The game is nothing like the music. I just like that part at the home screen. So I could just sit there and wait for Kevin to join the game and enjoy the music. But what I dislike about the game is how um, there's a time limit on while you're cooking and as the time starts to end it the music gets faster and faster and the noises and everything seems crazier i feel like if i muted it you know i would be having that adrenaline rush <laughs> and i think it would be easier to play the game if i'm not aware of the time yeah i think it's like at 30 seconds or so the music like really picks up and you're like okay this is it like trying to finish as many orders as we can don't mess up yeah and then you get more like oh my gosh oh my gosh you know it's almost so, like jaws approaching exactly <laughs> so yeah that's what i like and dislike about the game just the sound effects and the time limit what about you yeah i mean you mentioned music a lot the music didn't really seem special at all to me it didn't really do it for me um but as far as what i liked about the game i like how it requires like a lot of communication especially as a co-op game you know, I like games like that. It's not just like a combined effort between the two of us. Like we need to be talking to each other and, um, you know, making sure if I need something, I'm calling out for it. Or if you need something that I'm listening to what you're asking for and, and getting it to you. Um, it's really a combined effort between the two of us back and forth. And, um, you know, I, I, I like that aspect to it. It makes the game feel very different than most games out there. You know, I also like that you can hop into a game really quickly and easily. Uh, and I think the matches are like four minutes a piece. And if you fail it or if you, you know, need to get up and go check on a crying baby, that sort of thing that happens to us all the time, you know, you just restart the level when you come back to it. So it's not really a big deal. There's not much lost maybe just a couple of minutes here and there but no biggie so i kind of like how, how the, the short rounds and you advance through um through the story at least and that's kind of mostly what i like about it. i like the the you're the suspense that you're kind of sitting on your edge of your seat like trying to do as much as you can like for those four minutes that you are playing the round i feel like you're trying to rush from one thing to the next and not waste any time to make sure you get as many meals done as possible i know this is like the one game that you cannot afk from. yeah <laughs> even even like the first few seconds like if you you know you have it minimized or you like a few seconds late yeah. like well there you go there's like one less order you can complete maybe um it's definitely one that you can't just like relax and chill playing like it's like it's rushed the entire time which i guess kind of makes sense in like the kitchen environment probably what it's like never worked at a restaurant but um that's <laughs> no this my is sense. not like a real restaurant kevin <laughs> no no yeah of course not but i'm just saying like when you're cooking you, know, you can't just take a five minute break while something's on the stove probably that's true yeah but also but, we wouldn't be like running away from a swamp or be on be, a raft yeah, or be, be in a hot a air balloon <laughs> yeah that's for sure or in a mine or that yeah. kind of thing that's funny yeah they also have a lot of dlc for the game it seems like a few different packages that are out there i think it was paid dlc although i didn't check for certain we didn't really get through all of the main main game stuff anyways so i didn't really get a chance to look at dlc but i've heard that's pretty good and maybe we'll check that out at some point uh, especially if it is free but i don't believe it was so i do like that they at least have some dlc for the game um but it's, that's a, 
about it as far as what I liked about it. What I don't like about it would definitely have to mention the storyline. I didn't really understand what's going on with the story. Uh, you start off by talking to some onion guy who has a dog, and he sends you out to cook and deal with the unbred, which is like zombie bread. So that instead of the undead, that's the unbred. And it was so cute. The which is kind of funny. That's probably the best part of the story. The rest of it doesn't seem to make any sense. You're just going from area to area cooking, and don't really seem to understand why. I think we're decently far into the story, but again, I really can't tell because there isn't really much of a story. It's just level after level as you go through like different areas. But yeah, that's it. It doesn't, it doesn't really feel like there's any story to it, which would be nice if there was like something to it. Make, makes you feel like you're accomplishing something. But yeah, it feels like there's like really no story. Uh, other thing that I don't really like about it, although it's fun to hop into, it's, it probably changes the game if you like play with different people because it would feel like a different experience trying to do this and communicate with somebody completely new um but as, other than that repeatability doesn't seem that good for this game just because each each level although it's designed a little bit different you're basically doing the same thing you're cutting ingredients you're cooking ingredients you're putting them on a plate to form the meal it and you're serving them overcook <laughs> i know but like the levels themselves don't really seem that different from each other aside just from like how things are laid out and like oh. how you get around the level yeah it's also like the kind of food you cook like there's like sushi or hamburgers or pizza right like yeah but you're still cutting things up and cooking things and i mean sure it looks a little bit different every time but it feels cooking exactly game, the same yes. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be cool like, if they added more stuff into it. I mean, there's there's plenty of mechanics, especially that you have to deal with at the same time. So I'm not saying give us more mechanics to deal with, but just give us like different content to work with, I guess. Uh, it would be cool. I, I think it's a really fun game for like a couple of weeks, but I don't think I'm going to be that entertained by it too much longer. Although it's, it was, it's definitely fun to hop into for a few days. So especially if you have Game Pass and you like trying a bunch of different games like we do, it's definitely one that's worth downloading and getting a few good days in. Especially, actually, probably not even especially, like only if you have somebody to play with. I don't think this game would be nearly as fun without somebody to play it with. So I think you can kind of do public matches and get put in with random people, but it's way more fun if you do it with someone that, uh, that you know and that you're at least on voice chat or something with otherwise that would make it yeah definitely tough. voice chat is important yeah you, uh, i think you need voice chat for this for sure yeah which is actually like they should have that feature on the game yeah, that, just, that could be something to improve right to be improved unless uh, there possibly. was and we didn't even realize that there was <laughs> yeah a lot of games just won't just because i think of what it requires and yeah. And also then you have people that you don't want to be talking to on voice That's chat true. or listening to or have all kinds of background noise and you can just true. make the game really annoying sometimes. But yeah, I, I agree with what you said. And so as gamer parents, we have decided on these five categories that are important to us um, when we are selecting a game that we want to play or dedicate our time to. The five categories are convenience, communication, the storyline, the repeatability, and how fun it is. So I'm just going to give my rating on each of this category. And then Kevin would give his rating as well. And 
we'll compare it at the end. So for convenience of game playing, I give it a 9 out of 10 because um, as gamer parents, you know, like sometimes when we are playing a game and then the kids need us or even when they're asleep, you know, they could wake up in the middle of the game and cry. So how easy it is, how convenient is this game to just step out of and attend to the needs of our children? It's pretty convenient i would say because it's really short each level is like let's say four or five minutes but even then you could easily like restart the level if you have to step out so i would say it's pretty convenient for for gamer parents to try out this game what about you kevin what's your score on it yeah so for convenience i am giving this one a nine also so same as you but i think this one's kind of more obvious um it's definitely on one end of the spectrum with the rounds being pretty short and there's really nothing keeping you in the game in between rounds, super easy to step away. Yeah, even mid-round, if you just need to restart it after you, after you get back, is not really that detrimental. Uh, so again, super easy to pick up, put down, um, jump into a game, jump out of it really quickly. So yeah, definitely a, a 9 on convenience. That, that one was easy. It's not, not a 10 just because you can't, you at least give up a few minutes of that you invested into the level, but really minimal, not much. So definitely a nine. Um, but the uh, next category was on communication. And for this one, I'm, I got to give it a 10 for the communication requirements just because on some of the levels, like you can't complete it without the other person and you really, you have to work together. Um, you could put the best overcooked player in the world with the worst overcooked player in the world and they're still going to fail because um, the way it's set up, the good player can't carry the bad player. You have to communicate and work together or else the group is not going to succeed. So I think communication is just like an absolute must in this game. So I, I don't really see any other games being much higher than this. That's the only reason I'm giving it a 10 in this category. What about you, Joanne? What do you think on the communication? I don't know. For me, this communication part is really like a, what do you call it? Double-edged sword. <laughs> because, well, I gave it a 7 out of 10. Only because, yes, I agree with you that communication is really important for this game. Like, especially if you're not on a voice chat or something. Um, it's just more challenging to do the task to cook. But also, I would say why it's like a double-edged sword for gamer parents or for gamer couples um basically it's because it could really turn the heat up between the both of you <laughs> like i don't know like when i'm stressed in the game it's like oh my goodness um it was frustrating and i don't know if you've been in a car where someone's telling you how to drive when you're the driver you know um, that's how it kind of feels if i would say <laughs> Don't you agree? You know, like it could really heat things up. Yeah, I mean, definitely on the communication. I mean, there'd be some times where I'd be like, I, I need flour. I need you to pass me the flour. Hey, I need flour. And then like, you know, she's busy doing something and like I can't advance my part until she passes me the right ingredient. So it's like, yeah, the communication like has to be there, has to be good. And, you know, you need to be like listening to each other or else... Yeah, or else the game doesn't really work as well. It can get frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> 
So next part would be the storyline. Um, for me, the story is kind of like mm, it's kind of cute. I, I mean, it's it's very um, obviously it's a cooking story. So your job is just to cook from chapter to chapter. So I would say a six out of ten for this. Um, I mean, it didn't really make much sense to me, but hey, it's it's all fun. It's all fictional so um yeah just not my cup of tea so six out of ten for me what about you kevin well, six on the story i really think you're you're being too nice to the game on this really one. Oh i mean God. you i you heard me say i didn't really like the story earlier so you know i'm not going to give it a good rating for the story i'm giving it a two what the only reason i'm not giving it a one is because i thought the unbred was funny uh, I thought that was a funny play on words. And then when you actually get to see the unbred in the game, they're like these zombie-looking bread dudes with like a bite taken out of them. Oh, they're so cute. So that's the only thing I liked about like the game story-wise. And that's that one thing. And that's the only reason I'm giving it a two instead of a one. But yeah, I'm sticking with the number two for that one. Ooh, harsh. <laughs> I know. You got to be real, though. Yeah, I, I am. I really <laughs> care for about the game. But yeah, so next... Next category is on repeatability. Joanne, what do you think about the repeatability of this game? Mm, as much as I like it, um, I would give the repeatability a 5 out of 10. Only because it's, it's just like not my kind of game. I know like a lot of other people who would enjoy it. And, you know, like even Candy Crush or something. Um, a lot of people would enjoy it, but it's just not my kind of game. So... I would say it's it's fun for me for maybe now that it's new to us um, since we just tried it. But I probably wouldn't be playing it like in the long run. So yeah, for me it's just a five out of ten. What about you, Kevin? Okay, that's, that's fair. Um, for me, I gave it a seven out of ten on repeatability, um, just because I feel like it's it's a game that could kind of keep you occupied for maybe two or three weeks. Um, before kind of getting bored with it. But I do feel like, you know, even stepping away from it and then coming back to it, say, like, a few months from now, I think I could still have some fun with it. So it's a game that, um, I think as long as you're not playing constantly, if you play it every once in a while, it would be pretty fun. Um, the game doesn't seem to have, like, a whole lot of content. It's not a huge game. Um, it's not a big, expensive, full title that's going to keep you busy for months. Definitely not, not really that kind of game. So repeatability, I, I think it'd still be fun to like hop in with friends and, and have a good laugh. I know one of those games that you know you can do it every once in a while. So I think on the repeatability, um, yeah, so I gave that a 7. But the last category that we had was fun. And Duane, what did you think about this game? What are you, you going to rate it on the fun? Um, that is another tricky one. Um... So for me, in my opinion, again, in my humble and honest opinion, I would rate the game for fun 7 out of 10. And also, like, the communication um, I said earlier was 7 out of 10 because there's, like, another side to it. I mean, it's a fun game. Like, seriously, like, there's a lot of stressful games out there too, but the kind of stress, it, it all depends on the kind of stress that you want to take you know like after a whole day of being in the kitchen as well playing another game with a lot of stressful cooking yeah de definitely you know a stressful anxious game yeah but it's kinda... for cooking it's not my thing i guess 
if yeah. it's a stressful game to like do dungeons or raids it's different kind of stress i like that kind of stress but to cook and have that kind of same stress that i have during the day um no thank you so yeah i gave it a seven out of ten but maybe again you might think i'm being too generous on that yeah i mean a seven out of ten is pretty good especially if you consider like if five is like kind of like that halfway mark or middle of the road i'd say um you know and that's that's actually where i come in at on the game as far as you know the fun rating i'm giving it a five i think it's kind of somewhere in the middle of of most games out there that we play um i think it's definitely worth playing and and giving it some time in and some investing on that um you know again that that's considering having somebody to play with so Aww. if this was solo i i would probably have stopped playing it after the first day but it's a lot more fun with another person um and so even with that that's kind of give, giving it a five which i guess in my eyes is kind of more average um game out there so could have some improvement for sure but still it's 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 a little bit of fun yeah i i can admit that for sure so um just yeah that's so that was the end of our ratings um i did tally them up here while we were talking and my total was a 33 and joanne's was a 34 so these were in the categories that were important to us so based on that she's enjoying it a little bit more but not much we're basically even there pretty much pretty similar on on the on the total ratings although in different categories for sure especially, when it, came, especially when it came to that story i just couldn't really get into the story that was the only that's area that was bad that's how we look at things differently you know you and me yeah, that's that's why you complete me see oh so sweet oops <laughs> sorry for the cringe guys yeah Any, anyways guys thanks for for uh, tuning in and listening to this week's episode and letting us talk to you about overcooked and kind of giving our ratings of what we thought about the game what we liked what we didn't like um appreciate you guys listening make sure you check out the youtube stream although it doesn't have joanne's voice next time it will it'll be a lot better um but also you can check out our discord our instagram at kj underscore after underscore dark perfect thank you check us out there on instagram uh, we got some cool stuff going on there as we mentioned last week speaking of last week if you didn't catch episode one go back and listen to episode one we talked a lot about who we are and how we got to where we are today as well as the games that we like and what kind that we like and why so some pretty interesting stuff in there as well so anyways thanks for tuning in Thanks, Appreciate guys. Appreciate you guys, and we will talk to you next week. See ya.